0: Hmm. Never knew. in my undergrad at Kansas. Thanks for reading my bio, Brenton. Anything else I can give you for free without you knowing anything about me? <laughs> Appreciate it. It's good. Mac, I'm totally happy to be with you. You went to uh, Kansas, huh? Yeah. You are right for the start talking. Huh? You're I not here. know that. We're not I here sports.
1: We're not here for I the no bio. Clue. We're yeah, not right. here for
0: that. It's good. What else can I get you for free? That's, <laughs> That's awesome. That's the way all lobbyists work, right. I know, Let's right? Let's
2: get this shit on the road. Let's go. This
1: ones
0: is- cotton on the street.
2: Welcome back, people. We are Fortitude, and today's show has got a one of our old little Horn Frog buddies on it, a guy by the name of Mac Engel. One of our it's a second visit to the show. Thanks for coming back, Mac. Thank um, you. We are a much improved set from last time. And your your audio only version has now become a video and audio. So we apologize for not sharing that information with yeah. you. My partner Britton to my right, and we just finished our pre-recording argument, so we're back on the same page. We're ready to roll. <laughs> yeah,
1: I would just like to ask. Uh, I want you to listen to something back, and then being us in the sports journalism. Area that you are that you just uh let me know about for free. Thank right. you very much. Uh, got a bill. Let me see what you think about this.
2: his former def- uh, TC defensive lineman? Oh, he snuck Wills. it in, in for tonight. J.W. It's an electric on this reporting here. The big stage, <laughs> national television. It's never seemed to phase Gary Patterson's teams, who seemingly played their best long when intro. The most eyes are on them. Thank you, Brian. You're right about that. Uh, this place is sure is a fun place to play. I'll tell you that. uh Being here back in '96, we had a Jeff Dover upset a John. Blake late coach team. But the crowd, the crowd's one thing I remember uh, more than anything. They're loud. They're obnoxious. They want to get in your head. They want to mess with your psyche. They want to mess with uh, your your cadence. Uh, they're intimidating, and they know it, and they're good at it. So you got to take it back to the crowd. But Gary Patterson, he's known for uh, playing in big games. He's known for getting his guys ready to play in big games. Agreed. So that all being said about the crowd, I don't think Gary Patterson's coach team will be have any problem with this type of crowd. But it, what an electric Ugh. environment it sure is to be in tonight. I tell you what, Gary's... That, that was kind of long. At the huh? end. Yeah,
0: yeah. You can't really win in that situation. I've noticed, like <laughs> Britton, if you're if you have if you've never done it, you're gonna be like, well, that's kind of long. That's not very good. Well, you go do it, and you'll be a thousand times worse. Because if you've never done it before, you're like, you don't realize just how horrible you sound. And I'm sure you guys have gone through this with the show. Yeah, you're like, oh my god, that's terrible. I yeah. sound horrible. Yeah, just, just quit talking. Stop talking. Make the question shorter. Whatever it is. Because once, like, you were probably nervous when you were on, right? At that moment, at that point I was, yeah, yeah. you could kind of tell you're mm-hmm. like, okay, yeah, he threw it to him for the first time and probably by halftime or the se- third quarter you were fine, but it takes that first couple of times right. like,
1: oh God, I sounded horrible. And the best you think thing that about that right afterwards too,
0: or I no, do now. You, yeah. Oh, I, absolutely. Uh, when I go back and I listen, I'm like, God, that's terrible. Yeah. God, that's horrible. But it's funny when, when JW was talking about that game in 96, I was at that game. That was the first game I ever attended when I worked at TCU and they won It's a huge upset, right? They'd Mm -hmm. won in Oklahoma in a thousand years and all this other stuff. And I thought, oh, they're going to be pretty good. And then they weren't. And then Pat Sullivan resigned. I forgot
2: about all those other bad times.
0: Yes. That was a great game, though. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Did you have fun doing that? that? Did you have fun doing it? It was
2: incredible. I stood next to Holly Rowe for the duration of the game. And I actually, uh, I can't probably shouldn't say this too much, but I found out that uh, Trey Hodges Tomlinson, our defensive back, was not going to play the second half. And I called up to, to Brian in the booth saying, hey, I got some news on this guy. So I told them and I actually made the, the, the report. And then I see Holly Rowe looking at Tomlinson on the sideline and kind of wondering what he's not doing going in. We made eye contact. I felt like I was really part of the media at that point. And I said, and she I kind of motioned over to her and she walked over to me and I said, yeah, he's out. She goes, really? And I, and I said, yeah. And she goes, that's a big deal. She radios up to, I assume, you yeah. know, um, production street or somebody. Yeah. And then they broke it on the national news a little while later. So I felt like a really important media member. Yeah, but for did you one, feel like that site.
1: was given too much? Like, or, or like it's, Mac, does it get into like, Well, it's, no, obvious. it's my story though. Uh-oh, like like it's all. for I mean, us to do it.
0: In that case, because people don't realize they, the whole sideline reporting thing is, is a lot harder than it looks because you can't really do or say that much. Yeah. Now in college, you can get away with a little bit more in the pros. You can't get away with anything. Yeah. Like they're, they're, anytime you see one of those sideline reporters, okay, such and such is hurt and he's out for the game, the NFL has already given them and pre approved that information. Like that's we, And we get it in the press box the same time that the sideline reporter is getting it. Mm. In college, you might have a little bit more luck if you know the trainer or an equipment guy, or maybe the player, you can get a wink and nod, something like that. Sideline reporting is really hard. There's, I mean, what, what questions are you going to ask? Oh, right. like, they, these guys are mad. They're coming out at halftime, or they're going into the locker room at half, and they're usually ticked off because something's gone wrong. And now you've got to come up with some dumb question that this guy does not want to stop and have to answer and to get some sound for 38, 40 seconds yeah. because that's been negotiated between the network and the conference. And it's just content. They don't say anything. The one who's gotten really good at it, and I don't know how you did with Gary, the one who got really, really good at it is Erin Andrews because Erin's oh, made yeah. so much money and she's, she's done it for so long, she'll ask anything. And if you can ask anything and not be afraid of the consequence, it's usually okay. Yeah. But if you're nervous and you're worried, oh, am I going to make this person upset? You can tell. Surely. And it's it's tough, especially Gary's wound up tighter than a drum. He's mad. His team's getting crushed. His defense can't stop anybody. What is JW or Landry Burdine or anybody in those situations going to ask? Yeah. Well, that guy's not going to get the hell out of my face. I don't want to talk to you. They don't. But they do. And you're just... Getting in the way. So, Mac- So, I listened. You did a nice job. Thank I you. Was I, a pre- nice pre- I yeah. appreciate
2: that. that was a, it was a quite an experience for me. But before we get into more Mac Engel, um, we're still in the process of trying to gain followers and gain an, an audience, as you clearly already have. Um, it's hard. We need to plug ourselves <laughs> real quick. You can it is. can no. it's hard. If you ever want to f- find Fortitude on the internet, you can find us at YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and Facebook at Fortitude FW. If you ever want to check out our website, Mac, it's www.fortitudefw.com. If you want to contact us, fortitudefwpodcast at gmail.com in case you ever just wanted to.
0: I was oh. going to text you instead. That, that works yeah. too. That works yeah. too. So well, I, I some appreciate
2: those questions that, that yes.
1: you've so, uh, been so generous with, yes. <laughs> no, with me. He's my oh, inside oh, guy. That's right. Yeah, I do have to give <laughs> about uh, big thanks to Mac because he's helped me in many of interviews where right. I bring up stuff that. JW doesn't think I have any idea about, which I don't.
2: It's just back uh, sneaking out to him that beforehand. in today. That was That's very clever. Job. I like that. Yes. Thank you. Yes.
0: So let me tell you my Holly Rose story. Yeah. Please. So this is kind of one of the fun things about my job because I don't make as much money as you guys do. I do get like fun experiences Wait. that you can't quantify. We don't I have, what's have that a, worth. a
1: photographer like this. Boy, oh that boy. Is. That
0: was nice. That was awfully nice of them. Yeah. I, I looked good that day. God, I had really fat cheeks. <laughs> but I'm sitting here looking at all your toys and I'm like, I got to meet Pat Tillman. I got to talk to Pat Tillman before he left wow, us. JW okay.
1: said he paid me a million bucks if I found if I knew who that was to and guess. He did not have he no, no, he had Pat no Tillman idea. Pat was a badass yes. he played. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, so I got to talk to him. But my Holly Rowe story. So Holly Rowe is on Twitter. And she puts up something. And Holly Rowe is a pro who's very positive and is a fierce advocate for sports and specifically women's sports. Mm-hmm. Right? So she puts up a picture Of something regarding Iowa State women's basketball, and I don't look at it. I just put in some smart-ass one-liner. You really? Yeah, I know. I I don't look at it, but I see something about, I don't even, but it was a smart-ass one-line, and it was, in light of what it turned out the picture was, that I couldn't see it, it was rude, beyond rude. It was totally (laughs) dumb. So she sends me a message like on direct or something like that. And I can't remember what she said, but I looked at I'm like, oh my God. And it was like, it was like a picture of like girls basketball, like 15 year olds in Iowa or something. And I'm like, oh my God. So I start calling friends of mine. I said, do you have Holly Rose phone number or email address? I was like, I got to send her a message. To to let her know that I this was totally unintentional because if she had wanted to in that situation, she could have put that out and said, This guy's a jerk and such and such. And I'm like, Oh man. So finally, I get the email front. Somebody knows her, worked with her at ESPN, gives me the email address. I email, I'm so sorry, totally unintentional, blah, 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 blah. And she emails me back. It's okay. I understand. But you know, and, and the one thing I give Holly a lot of credit about people in our jobs, what happens way too much is you get so cynical, especially me, where she's remained really positive. And that's why I'm a big fan of Holly Road, and that yeah. she,
2: she was she, lovely to be around. We she's checked, really nice Yeah, she's we're, great. It would have been a better bit to have him on the sideline trying to make, make sense of that because you're right; it's hard to come up with stories. I didn't know what to talk about. and
1: The motivation. What are people thinking? Did she say? Did she, didn't she? You said that she started talking bad about Mac. Like there was that thing. She has no clue That was you. off the record. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that would be Mac. really fun next. The time, Mac Angle like, apology that's show. That's right. That's what we're here for. If
0: uh, if the <laughs> season continues, TCU season continues to go sideways. Right. You need to put Britton there, like find some reason for Landry can't do sideline and then put Britton in there at sideline and let him do it. Cause that would be funny. It would be gold. Like you at least played, you have some idea where you put in (laughs) Britain who doesn't really, isn't that verse in the language of it. Like I could at least fake my way through. You mean it. like questions like, "Hey, where do you get the
1: headsets?" Yeah, I, right. didn't, I noticed the coach has. <laughs> Who are you one. guys I don't to? Have these headsets? I where does the girl come and hand them out? Why don't the one that follows you around with the cord? Like, where do I get them? I don't know if we can pull this off, but we're sure as hell going to try. <laughs> we'll so, so, so Matt, and then I can okay. ask Gary yeah. Patterson that question that but you're you talking should, about. But mm.
0: interrupt him during the game. Yeah. Yeah. Did you pedal steel quick. on the
1: last album, Coach? Right.
0: I don't. I don't remember hearing pedal Coach, are steel you going to try to stop him? That was third and fifteen, and they ran a draw, and they got twenty three yards. So we are you just we giving. Or should I take off? Because mm. your team has. Okay. Mm. Just, you don't want to, not right now? We'll go get you after the game. That's don't have fine. to filter J Dub's face. On the <laughs> oh, video. No. Look at how red it's getting.
2: Max, so okay. uh, <laughs> the funny, had, funny thing, I had a funny point was uh, what the heck was it? He? Now you made me lose my Sorry, track of That's
0: not my fault. That's your fault. You get what you pay for. That's
2: right. Anyway. Today's show, we're going to focus on uh, high school sports and some of the stuff that's been happening. Uh, a few days ago, a story broke about Nolan High School and their use of five ineligible players by the district's governing body, TAPS. TAPS handed down the punishment, which entailed a two-year suspension. The team was uh, gonna, was uh, required to, d- to forfeit three victories, dropping them from five and two overall to now two and three. In their district, they four and 0 oh to two and two. Uh, the Catholic uh, diocese and their president, Christy Webb, subsequently fired the AD put the head coach, David Bowden, on indefinite suspension. Uh, he's been there since 2016, had a really good, successful record there. They're going to be allowed to compete in the, in the playoffs. We talked a little bit off, off air, but they're going to still be allowed to compete. K.J. Williams takes over as head coach, and Brian Farta is their, is their interim AD. Uh, that being said, we, we wanted to kind of get your take on all this because you obviously dealt...
0: Let me see that piece of paper you, you of, got oh, there. I want to look at that guy's last name. Go ahead. Yep. yep go ahead.
1: Very bottom of the page <laughs> there. I heard that too. Let's just F- talk about Fart- Brian Farta's name.
0: <laughs> Farda? Oh, yeah. How do you get through high school and middle school with that? You know, like, I mean, you he's- change it? You call mom and dad like, sorry, I love you guys, but I'm going to Smith. <laughs> he's, I'm not he's kidding. Now, I don't know. He's I don't now an
2: athletic director, sir. I think he's uh, a- competitor. Can you imagine the jokes? I, I can't. I can't. I don't even know what to say right now. I'm picturing. Look how embarrassed I'm, I'm you picturing are. I'm picturing our friends at, at
1: Nolan that we love dearly. Uh, now. What if it was your name? It was right here, written right by this picture, this oh, glamour Oh, I think I'd own it. So, yeah. first of all, we got two <laughs>
0: names here. We've got
1: Bodin, which is like. LS, like Louisiana, right?
0: Yeah, Cajun food. Yeah. And now we got Farda. Bodin usually leads to farming. Sorry, that's just I can math. Feel, I can feel my face oh. getting a red second. I know, it's seconds, like, oh my so, God, know, my good, good friends. Little. And you know, one thing that JW just said that is a red flag to anything. pour this on all my All of head. our good friends that we love. Anytime you say, I love this person, there is a but coming. Yeah. And it's never good. Mm-hmm. No.
1: I love Mac, he's great, but. And you know what but is? It's the eraser of everything that you put before mm-hmm. that, right? Now we've changed it to and. Oh. And yeah. I love inclusive. Mac
0: and I wish he was dead. Love them. Let Love me bring this death.
1: up because it's ironic that J-Dub did do the reporting at OU, which you talk about that, remember, they like with their quarterback and all of that. So oh, yeah. going back to this, what is going on in sports with these players and individual? Like what is happening? And now it's kind of going down to the high school level. Like,
0: I, I hate to say it. I And I've thought about this a lot. And I'm sure you guys have. I know you have, Brenton. You've got <laughs> – no, I mean that. I know I'm – it's money and i think it's we sports is really tricky because you've got to be really careful how you use it you've got jay fitzgerald over here he's made a career out of it not everybody can do that as well as jay has done it and jay did it at a time in soccer when soccer was sure, way off the map in the united mm-hmm. states well now it's a part of the discussion it's it's a billion dollar business you got a, a viable pro sports league that, that works now Whereas for many generations before, it was failing at best. Uh, and my personal feeling is that, you know, I've got a daughter who's playing select soccer and I had a lot of concerns about select soccer. I still do. I like the people involved and I think a lot of good people are involved in it. Uh, I think the money is, uh, when, when you start getting money involved, and I'm not talking $10, I'm talking about thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. It changes, it changes people, changes yeah. behavior people who don't mean for it to happen. I listened to Hope Solo talk about this. She's the former United States women national teams goalie. And she echoed a statement that I thought for a while, which was, you know, the reason why soccer is the most popular sport in the world is that it's basically free. Yeah. All you need is a ball. So hockey is one of the reasons hockey can never get any bigger is that you need ice time. Ice is expensive. The equipment's very expensive. Football, the same problem. American football whereas soccer.
2: So anybody can can afford to play soccer. That's your that's your angle there. That hundred percent. That's that's interesting. You, huh? you
1: made this statement about the money changing things. Do you think that happens within the home when all of a sudden the budgets yes. being occupied 100%. by ten thousand dollars going to soccer or select They're sports and things it. like that? I think
0: about it. I mean, well, it, uh, yeah. I, I mean, and Hope's point was, and and my point was about my criticism of the U.S. soccer model. No offense, Jay, is that we took. The cheapest sport in the world and we somehow managed to make it expensive because if you look at all the crap that's associated with it kids have to have a warm-up jersey what what family needs to spend forty dollars so their kid can wear a warm-up jersey or a bag or this and it's thousands of dollars and it just adds up well we got to go to a tournament in michigan why? We're, we're right here. You have 10,000 million players right here. Why are you getting on a plane and flying to Vegas for a tournament? And, I, and it creates a wider gap between the haves and the have-nots. Have mm-hmm. and, I, and I think when, and, and Hope's point was the reason why you see some of the behaviors by parents that are so out of control sometimes is because they've spent so much money yeah. on it. Yeah. And it feels like they entitles them to have a voice. And that's, we've seen it in college athletics. You see all these rich fat cat boosters who have a real active voice in athletic departments. Well, why? Because they're paying Jimbo Fisher $9 million a year to coach a football team. right? Or they're going to pay $17 million just to make uh, Ed Orgeron go away. Well, that sort of stuff eventually kind of filters down on a much smaller level. We're not talking about millions of dollars we're talking about thousands of dollars, but money's all relative. If that family, if that household, a thousand dollars is a big deal to that household, well, then that's a big deal. Yeah. And I think we were, the part that concerns me is that, and I say this because I'm I'm, I'm going through it now at 48, you can only play sports for so long.
1: Well, that's the thing is that have we hit that point with the rise of the all of these select sports and we'll and we're going to get back as I want to figure out what you think about this the Nolan deal too, but real quick, so have we hit the point where all these parents are like, "We did the select thing, it didn't work out for us um I don't know if I'd put that money in it again like have we hit that generation yeah, I, I don't think it, well or it well, doesn't look like that
0: it, it doesn't look like that yet. I think that individual has to go through it mm-hmm. and d- Whereas, and I think what I've noticed is parents, if you ask them individually, will say, this is madness. This is crazy. Why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. But then you get stuck and you're like, well, I, I, I guess this is what we have to do. We've got to spend $2,500 for our, our child to play soccer this year.
1: Well, and it's funny because we have a friend who we graduated with whose son plays on a select baseball and he was like, and he was complaining about this. Like, it's not only that it's going on these trips, staying at the hotels yep. And he's like going out with the parents yep. and he was, it was, it's a, friend yeah. and he was yep. like, I'm going to just bring my grill and cook in the parking lot. And I was like, ah, oh, don't be that dad, man, to your kid. Like, don't, yeah. don't set yourself <laughs> because, sure. because there's a pressure there and it's is like, tons. you got to come with us and do this. Yep. And this is how we do it. You More know? so
2: than just sports though, Mac, if, you, if the parents aren't throwing the money down for the kid to do this, is, the, is the kid falling behind in his peer group, his friend group? Is he getting kind of ostracized because he's not part of that cool new group that's doing the good stuff in that in that respective sport i don't know is that a, is that an oh, issue as well
0: i think you have to think about it i mean i'm sure you're a dad you're dead we all are we we don't we know how hard it is even in the best of circumstances so you don't want to deliberately put your kid in a spot where you think it may really adversely affect them mm-hmm. beyond your own screw-ups in a given day okay I, I i we can make this work are you sure well yeah it's called credit Okay. Well that, that has a price. And I, I, yeah, I worry about it. I know exactly what you're talking about. And I've seen it with hockey, um, basketball, certainly basketball, baseball is extremely expensive because you feel all this pressure. Well, I got to go. And then it becomes, it hasn't really for me. And that's probably more of an indictment on me, but then it becomes the parent's life. And I, I've seen that happen and where it becomes a big part of their social life. And you Mm -hmm. hear about all these stories. Oh, we're going on a trip. You got two nights in a hotel. Parents are, it's happy, happy, drunk party time. Mm -hmm. And then the kid finishes, right. Right. They graduate high school or they get hurt or whatever. And now the parents like, well, now what? I guess we all go through that sort of stuff, but these are all sort of the things that have come about as youth sports in the United States, and I don't know what it's like overseas, but youth sports in the United States has become a multi-billion dollar industry. Absolutely. Well,
1: so enter NIL, right? So does that kind of pick up where that stuff, that conversation is starting? And then, you know, all of a sudden, do you have these kids? Because you think about just the kids too, where it's like, I played a select sport my whole life and now I'm not playing in college or I am playing in college and I either need to continue this right. and all of this kind of money and influence that exists, you know, presumably what happened um with taps and all this bubble up that took place was based on a recruiting thing and it's like how much i mean now we're going down into the deep seats right with the recruiting thing so it's like it's all kind of happening and it's starting to look a lot like politics or some other places you know where it's like the money's driving the conversation and so what what's your take
0: uh i think the nil thing is going to become not a crisis. And you know, Eric Hyman, right? Mm-hmm. Eric was the longtime athletic director at VMI, Miami of Ohio, TCU, South Carolina, and Texas A&M. And Eric was an idealist and a purist to college athletics to the core. And when, and I had always been a mind that you can't pay student athletes. You can't because of title nine pay the football player. You are gonna have to pay the women's soccer player the basketball player, men's basketball player, you're going to play the, the women's swimmer, diver, or the men's golfer, right? And if you look at most, most college athletic departments, by far and away, the majority of the student athletes are not playing revenue sports. Like if mm-hmm. you had to break them down by numbers, mm-hmm. they're not playing revenue sports. And those, and this is the hard, complicated part about college sports or sports in general, is that in college sports, you only have two sports that make money. Football, World basketball, Basket, football, men's basketball. Mm-hmm. That's it. Every now and then you'll find the random baseball team that might draw some cash in. You'll find the random women's, ba- I shouldn't say random, the, the really good women's basketball team mm-hmm. that will, that'll, that is cash positive, uh, that'll draw money, but talking about a lot of expenses, a lot. Right. And there's so much money involved now in, I'm talking power five college athletics, not Sam Houston State, not some division three, not any of that other junk. It's not. None of them are making money. They're sort of aspiring to the ideals of higher education, which is we're here for school and to try to make young people's lives better, to be in a position where they succeed when they're after, when, after they're done mm-hmm. with college and hopefully become contributing donors. So now when Eric's point was, hey, look, if you look at the amount of money being tossed around now, I don't know how you cannot not pay these people. So when he changed his mind, I changed my mind. It's like, okay, yeah, he's probably right. So now you have NIL that comes down, which I think is probably outdated, which, is, uh, which as much as I didn't like it, I think it was a necessity. Uh, how many people do you really think are going to draw, are going to be worth $10,000, $5,000? in college sports. Probably not many. Yeah. But if you're at the University of Alabama, Tennessee, USC, Washington, maybe your big power state school. Mm -hmm. And then maybe Duke men's basketball, Notre Dame, a couple other privates. Uh, You can line up deals with maybe oil and gas guys uh, because they're doing it now. But what's it really, really worth? And I think what you'll find is for a handful of them, it'll be worth a lot. Mm-hmm. The other ones, not much. Very interesting. So, you, you, real quick, Mac, you touched on the have and the
2: have-nots in mm-hmm. your your previous comments, but this is something I've learned by talking to some folks in the college spectrum. This NIL stuff, and you might know this, but in the locker room specifically, there's you have the kids getting gonna get paid. Yep. And you have kids not getting paid, so the haves are gonna somehow you know have a place in the in the at the table that the have nots won't. Yep. There's gonna be some animosity sure. in, in the in the locker room, which obviously is no good. Uh, have you heard of this, this, oh, this, yeah. I talked to, uh, you guys know who Emmanuel
0: Lacho is. Uh-huh. Okay, Emmanuel. I, yeah. I did a zoom call with him not too long ago, but I'm really good at the name drop by the way. Yeah. Um, they, they would, I, I'm promise. still back
1: on this coach from
0: Nolan's. That's street. Right. I'm still <laughs> working out some, We're going to do a different show material. on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I asked him about that because Emmanuel, like all these guys is, are, are very pro NIL yep. and you'll and he played in the NFL for I think four seasons, and he brought up a really good point. Why do you think all these quarterbacks turn around and give their offensive linemen ten thousand dollar toys? Basically, mm-hmm. they're taking care of these guys. Yeah. Well, the high school, the kid who's probably shortly you know just got out of high school, is he going to have the presence of mind to turn around and give his offensive lineman ten, you know, five thousand dollars worth of junk? Yeah. Is he probably not? I, I think. It's, yeah, it's going to be a problem. Money's, I mean, anything you get, anytime you get any sort of advancement, let's just take not technology. There's some trade-off. So if these guys are making money, yeah, there's going to be a trade-off. There's going to be a problem. And I think what you're going to find is, and I've, I've, I think you're going to find for a strata of coaches. I think Gary's one of them. Gary Patterson is one of them. Kirk Faram, just find the older guys, anybody Mm -hmm. 55 and up, they're going to have a really hard time with this because their power is being taken away a little bit. And I don't know if it's good or bad, but it's going to affect families. It's going to affect high school coaches. It's just a trickle down thing. And I think what what I'll eventually see is uh, high school players are going to be like, wait a minute. I've got a million Instagram followers because I'm being recruited by Ohio State, Texas, and Alabama, and I can't make any money off this? Yeah, we're not doing this. Because why did you think the quarterback from Southlake left early to go to Ohio State because he can make a million dollars in NIL? Yep. And eventually, eventually, much like the NFL went through with the rookie salary cap, they got tired of paying guys $10 million. Like Sam Bradford was the last guy who got paid. And they were like, nope, we're not doing this. Because the veterans were like, wait a minute. Why is this cat getting $10 million and I'm out here making one point two, and I've been in the league for six years? Yeah. So eventually, that's all going to happen. It's not going to happen today. Probably won't happen in five years, but it's going to happen. Well, it point. sounds
1: a lot like the record company giving you an advance and you doing a five you know, album contract and you've got to come and put all those albums out and then their return is on that initial investment when the studio stuff and yeah, all that. Right. But the other question I have is because we've had some young folks who have said, yeah, my mom you know, is this. and And you think about a parent making a judgment call. If you're getting a free ride no matter what, that parent's going with their gut on the emotion that they get from probably that coach and how well that they think their child's going to be taken care of. Now, it's a totally different dynamic, right? And totally. you're having you're having maybe some folks who are not that educated in some of these business decisions and reading contracts and things like that, making these decisions.
0: Yeah, you do. And and I've come to learn that if a college athlete, and I don't know if you went through this, JW, or, or Jay, you went through this. Uh, a college, a high school athlete. When I they,
1: played in college.
0: You, then you, D3 I should have an AI. Yeah. I mean, it's the same. How
1: dare you not?
0: God, did you sign when you came out of t- God, Mac. <laughs> A high school player is not signing with a college. He's signing with a coach. Surely their allegiances to the coach more based
1: on an emotional thing. Now with no, this other b- thing, based
0: on the, whatever they promised and this yeah. guy's going to help him get better and all this other stuff. You know, if you find that the, the the troubling thing is that, and especially when I listened to Brett Kavanaugh, the Supreme Court Justice, when they were ruling about all this stuff, is that Brett Kavanaugh basically said a college education is not worth anything. <laughs> now that's a really dark way to interpret his yeah. ruling. But if you read it, you're like, yeah, the Supreme Court justice, this one, who was a benefactor of some of the most elite schools in the United States, i.e., wealthy, is saying this isn't worth anything mm-hmm. because a, a scholarship, a full ride. Say it's TCU or SMU, that's basically three two dollars to three hundred thousand dollars. It's not worth anything. It's not. That's what he was basically saying, which yeah. we all know is a lie. Well, what's a university selling that this is you know worth three hundred thousand dollars or eighty thousand dollars a year or whatever it is? So when he said that, my job had hit the floor. And what I've learned, especially now in the last ten years, when Kyle, when high school athletes are going through recruiting, unless. I shouldn't say all of them, but in terms of the revenue, sports, things like that, baseball too, maybe track, they're not asking about school. School never comes up. They're not asking about, oh, look at look at the uh, geology department. We've got the best communication department mm-hmm. in the Southwest. Our business schools, rank, no, they're not asking about any of it, mm-hmm. none of it. It is about playing time. Am I going to play? How much am I going to play? Where do I fit in? Those are the questions. And that's fine. But someone, someone in that dynamic has got to stop these guys and saying, listen, dude, this is going to end at best. If everything goes right, you're done with this life at 35.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Most of
0: you ain't money making money on this at all. And a lot of you are going to quit halfway through. Mm-hmm. No one brings that up. Interesting. Yep. Sure. How much does the conference
1: then dynamic play? Because now it's like. A lot. We as a school better get into the right conference so we get the right. It's like the other side of that equation, right? Where it's like, if we're not, if we're not big time enough, we're going to lose all these
0: players then. Well, it's not just players that you're losing. I mean, that, that's part of it. Coaches. All of it. Donors. I mean, if you look at, go back to the 80s when Georgetown University, not many people outside the Northeast had heard of Georgetown University. I remember some of those players. Players. You didn't know it was a can private... You,
1: can you name one of them? God, I can see... Casey Jones, because it was a Grateful Dead song. Is that right? That's a coach?
0: Casey Jones? Yeah. Dude, I hope Georgetown basketball. I don't, no, b- I don't believe that's accurate. delete that. Yes, yes. We could, I'm going to Google it.
1: It was John Keep Thompson.
0: Going. Casey Jones is the coach of the Boston Celtics. Coach right. Larry Bird. Keep going. Yeah. No, let, let, him, let him burn. This is let kind of fun. We can do this for another
2: couple of weeks. Why he's finding out his error... So, okay, so if you let's look talk, at, like, yeah.
0: Georgetown... Mm-hmm. Georgetown was a small private Catholic university in the Northeast that was known in the Northeast. Hires John Thompson. He recruits Patrick Ewing, David Wingate, all these other guys, they started killing it in the national NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. and They become a national brand. Then you had Hoya Paranoia. And all of a sudden yep. the donations started to flood in. It happens every time it happened to Northwestern, when the football team started to do well in the nineties, it happened to TCU. It happened to Colgate, a small private liberal arts school when they yep. were, rooted a kid named a Donald mm-hmm. who would never have gone to Colgate yep. to get to the tournament money and applications start flowing in. So now that Baylor Baylor thats another one. They all, that's why they're all chasing that ghost. Mm-hmm. If we can win in men's basketball, if we can win in football, which is the Holy grail, we will completely change the fortune of this university happened down the street. It's a heart George Mason. I remember when George Mason got in the final four, a couple of years ago, all of a sudden all this money, that had been on the maybe on the maybe for George Mason to spend they get to the final four done you get guys like me buying jersey I had a George Mason
2: t-shirt or t- t-shirt There you go. you're exactly right yep. hey Brent did, what did we come up with
1: that it, uh, my <laughs> algorithm did show that Casey Jones had a, a small stint a coach in uh, Georgetown when um, I didn't look that far. Yeah, we just, yeah. 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 have, you ever, have okay. you ever had
2: an interviewer have to Google something during the interview? <laughs> yeah, to, to I've go, done go. it. Okay, good. Uh, you mentioned a Jim, you real quick, uh, real,
1: Brian Farda was his uh, assistant coach at that time. That's right.
2: <laughs> you, you mentioned Jimbo Fisher just a second yeah. ago. You just penned an article a couple of days ago about this this exact situation. Real quickly, do you, is is Jimbo Fisher leaving AM for LSU? I don't know why
0: he would. He might. You never know. Do you believe anything? I love him so. Jimbo was under Nick Saban when. Nick Saban. Was, do you know who
1: Jimbo Fisher is, Brent? Did Patrick Donahue play for uh, <laughs> yeah. Georgetown? He did. He was a guard. Okay. Off the bench. I slowly redeemed myself. He did. But but do you know who Jimbo Fisher is, by chance? No clue. Okay. Um, I got a I got a vision of Patrick Donahue right Stuck, now. Not right. yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Sorry so Jimbo Fisher
0: the head coach of Texas A and M. He was at Florida State and won a national championship. He left in 2014, 17, whatever it was, because the athletic director at Texas A and M was a big, splashy name guy, and he goes out and hires a national championship winning coach for like seven years and $75 million. Here's the best part. That whole contract was paid for by boosters. None of it was state money. None of it was A&M's money. It's all a bunch of jock-sniffing dorks who threw money at Jimbo Fisher. And then you're not going to believe this. Jimbo Fisher loves Texas A&M. I had no idea. Like, he loves Texas A&M. And here's the, here's the, this even gets better. Jimbo, Last season during COVID goes nine and one, doesn't get into the playoff, which they've got to shaft. And then they're like, Jimbo, you're amazing. You're incredible. Here's more money. We're gonna bump your salary from 7.5 to $9.2 million. You're gonna be the second highest paid coach in college football, only behind Nick Saban, even though you have not gotten to the playoffs. That's how much they love Jimbo Fisher. He's
2: he's not lying. It's unbelievably
1: how, crazy they, how much they love and, him down there. Is it, they, and, yeah, this the Aggie, but they—that's a whole different deal, man. Totally they it's love fine. That they love, like, it's a different. It is, thing, and, and they take good care of their own. I will say that they you know?
0: do. Yeah, even outside, it's nine million like, dollars a year to not be Nick Saban, but to be—I mean—to be paid like Nick Saban and not produce like him.
2: What would it cost them to lose to lose uh, Jimbo Fisher? My
0: favorite part—that contract has a zero dollar buyout. Wow! Who, right, nothing, nothing. If normally there's a buyout in every single big time contract, because the whole point is if you leave, you're paying us. That's why I think it's a big reason why Jamie Dixon is not the head coach at UCLA right now. He, he'd say that's not true, but I don't believe that respectfully. So Jimbo, who who who's the one who wrote the contract between Texas A&M, and Jimbo Fisher, Scott Woodward, who's the athletic director at LSU, Scott Woodward, who just negotiated a get out of town contract with ed orgeron scott woodward who has a relationship with Jim F- jimbo fisher scott woodward any mm-hmm. relation
1: to woodward and bernstein
0: <laughs> yes he's a c- uncle it's crazy how it worked out it's like <laughs> well, a stepfather just, a
1: good writer yeah presumably you know. so the, the,
0: everybody's thinking well scott's going to come after jimbo again and he can do it because it won't cost jimbo any money i don't believe that i think jimbo will stay there forever because they just gave him nine million dollars a a bump from 7.5 to 9.2 million dollars he's like oh i love it here i love my family loves here we can do our stuff with our foundation and all this other stuff i'm like who cares they're giving you nine million dollars i love it here and a&m they don't have enough words in any dictionary to express their love for this guy and i'm thinking yeah he loves you because you've just paid him nine million you give me nine million dollars college
1: station the cost of living there is probably you're probably living like you're getting paid 15 million
0: what do you do with it like, I want to know what do you do with it with $9 million you in get your college kids stage, sports. I guess. That's right. Well, he's on the best team. Mm-hmm. So, Jimbo, I don't think Jimbo will go anywhere, but I think it'd be dumb not to call, mm-hmm. not to take the call. Oh, you want to chat?
2: I bet you Guys, right. I don't
0: want to leave. I love AM. I love all you guys, but they're asking me. And, uh, oh, you bumped me up to 10.3? All right. I'll, okay. I wasn't going to go, but I'll take the money.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. So, we've consternated about all of this. Yes. You can't take. The money out of the machine so what do you do you regulate it i mean this is like back to the capitalism kind of dev- i mean do you, you limit the market or what do you do just let it happen i mean we have a lot of things in life facing us like this you know you just let
0: uh, so what they've tried to do the one way you sell sports because you got to sell it it's one of the reasons the college football playoff is going to go from four to twelve you've got to sell interest in your games right and what they realized quickly was four teams isn't enough. So they're going to go to 12 teams. And by giving it to 12 teams, they're basically going to turn a college football playoff berth into an NCAA tournament berth, which is okay. It's interesting. But is
1: there enough, this is football. Is there enough recovery time? Like even there's okay, like, they don't care. Okay. Yeah. They're, they're 20. They the don't kids care. They're getting paid now. Who cares? Yeah, right. yeah. Who cares?
0: Is it recovering? No, of course not. Well, there is better at 20 than there is 30. Well,
1: but I mean, the whole, the kind of deal with the March, it's like a compressed thing, right? Oh, well, to keep my attention, you know, like um, if you do it over three months, you lost me, you know, in the first week.
0: It depends on A, are you gambling? B, are you a football junkie? C, are you invested in the team?
1: How do the bookies know those spreads so close?
0: They're the best, they're the best fans on the planet and because they research it like nobody else. It's just amazing how good they are. It's, it's almost it's, too amazing. Do they know our horn frogs better than we know our horn frogs? Probably. I mean, go back to the Rose Bowl. TC right. was like two and a half point favorite, and where they win by? Two uh, th- points. Three, I think. Was it three? Twenty 21-19. Is it? That's yeah.
2: Three. Yeah. That's two. Two. Yeah. That's two. Excuse that, me. It's all right. Well, his
0: math well, was ed, a long time edit, ago. Edit. Edit. It's a, yeah. Right. Clean that one up. That was so a long time. how do you clean the
1: machine? Can you? I don't I don't or you don't.
0: No. I think. I think. And maybe you guys have gone through this too. If This is what the rules are. And I think it's up to you as a parent, as a dad, as a man, a human being. Like, okay, I, I kind of have to figure this out and may, try to make it work as best for me as I can. And you know, sometimes that means recognizing not knowing what you don't know and finding somebody who does. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I know personally. Like, I'm I'm not that smart and I'm not that dumb, but I know when it comes to money. I'm going to call my brother or my dad. Uh, when it comes to certain other questions I would have about things, I've, you know, a doctor, uh, it's a medical issue. I have a sister-in-law who's a doctor. I have a lot of friends who are doc- I'm going to ask them. Yeah. Uh, so when it comes to, it, the trick is, can you find the right person to sort of give you the heads up and advice on it who has your best interests at heart mm-hmm. and isn't looking to take your money, is looking to take your time? I think for, you know, for a lot of people, it's hard to figure out. Yeah especially when it's your kid involved, mm-hmm. that's your heart, right? Yeah. That, that's they've, a that kid has your entire heart and their in your, in their palm. They right. don't know it, but they do. And you want the best for them. You want them to hurt. You want them to be in a good spot, but you also, and I always still go back to this. We talk about youth sports. I think what really drives me crazy, and this comes from talking to coach pro coaches, pro coaches, division one coaches, um, Dr. James Andrews, the legendary sports orthopedist out of Birmingham, Alabama. I've talked to him about this. That's a good name drop. Excellent. Um, it's like, don't worry about any of this stuff until the child finishes puberty. Don't worry about college. Don't it's like, you don't know. Make sure they have fun, get a little bit better, learn some life skills, stay in shape, burn some calories, all that stuff. Have fun. They're not mm-hmm. sitting in front of the computer all day, all that that's what I focused on. And I've thought, "Well, okay. Whenever she, but then to regards to my daughter, whenever she's done with puberty and I'll see where she is, but I'm not, I'm under no illusion just because I know the statistics are so bad. Yeah. It's use, use athletics for what it can be. Maybe, who knows, maybe get lucky. You can use it for a scholarship. Who knows? But if you're going to sit there and think, okay, this is about money. Uh, and I really need to worry about scholarship assistance. Where's my better play? Uh, a three point nine five GPA. Yeah, that, that'll serve you much better than a three ninety five batting average. Mm. And that's. It. But the promise is it's boring. Sports are fun. Yep. Yeah. You know, it's unfortunate, good, but you are telling it's the truth.
2: Yeah. So speaking of kids, and it's Halloween season. Obviously, you can see we have adorned our set with some uh, mm. some Halloween uh, accoutrement. What are, what's the
1: ingle family do? I'm a big Halloween
2: guy. What do you what do, you, oh, for what, what do the
1: Ingles do for Halloween? You got I, decorated the house and oh, stuff. Yeah.
0: Yep, love it. I like he
1: like scaring people. He likes like him, man. He has a haunted house. He yeah, likes I love it. S- do you have a haunted house? Well, we we've had in the past. Yes. Wow. I know a guy who went over to that haunted house. He's real straight I I arrow guy. This. He was like. He came out with a, like a live chainsaw. Like he was fearful of his children getting hurt. because. What? Well, now
2: I guess the chainsaw can't be a surprise, you know, that somebody just blew my cover. Uh,
0: I went as, uh, I've, Life Gone is, I've changed it up. I go as Indiana Jones once. I went as Batman once. I went as, uh, the best one I probably had was, it was pretty scary. I went as uh, Jason. Oh,
2: okay. Oh, yeah.
0: But I had an axe. I didn't want to buy a fake axe because I had an axe in the, garage was kevin bacon in that first one i think he, yeah probably <laughs> like Remember kevin just, costner I, no like, no but kevin costner played a corpse Casey in the Jones, easy, George Casey Jones 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 <laughs> it there it is there it is <laughs> <Yeah>. okay, <laughs> okay we're going to this yes, little thing I love Halloween. ended
1: up, we ready to yeah, yeah. hit him up we so this look. is a little question this is kind of like a fort worth 14 point analysis kind of thing okay ready yep No, joe, joe t's into the original These are supposed to be kind of lightning round, but take your time.
0: I'm trying to think of the best way to say neither.
1: You can say neither. You can say neither. Last time
0: I went to the, well, I went to the original, I paid a hefty <laughs> price for at least a week. Haven't been the same since. Okay. Kincaid's or Fred's? Oh, Kincaid's.
1: Uh, the Modern or the uh, Kimball? <laughs> I like
0: those both. Uh, Kimball.
1: Szechuan or Tokyo Cafe?
0: i'm um, a tokyo cafe homer
1: a date with jw or Brenton. yes excellent <laughs> <Breesome. Yep. Pass. laughs> mac ingle thank, thank you, you my friend thanks for coming hey. back to the show thank you
0: very much do me a favor next time let me know if this is going to be like a video so i shave
1: yeah it's cool That's a-
0: <laughs> <laughs> we didn't thanks matt thank you
2: thank
1: you